Welcome to Newest, Latest, Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Friday, October 20th, 2017. We are going to talk some VR today because there have been a bunch of really interesting releases the last couple of weeks, and I've been playing a lot of VR lately. So buckle in, strap your headset on, and let's get going. We're going to talk about three games. We're going to work up to my favorite. So let's start with Megaton Rainfall. This is a game I was highly anticipating. I had heard really positive buzz coming into it. It's a PlayStation VR exclusive for now, but I do believe it'll be coming to the PC headsets, Oculus and Vive via Steam later in November, I think. Uh, Megaton Rainfall is a uh, indie VR game. Costs 16 bucks. I bought it on PlayStation Network. And the idea is you are a super-powered super being who is flying around through the sky uh, above the planet, swooping into cities that are under siege from alien invaders and using a variety of your powers to destroy them before they cause too many casualties on Earth. So first of all, I will say that the flying mechanics are really, really cool in VR. And Luckily, they give you a lot of options on how you want to do things from completely smooth with no borders to uh, very, very comfort-forgiving settings to uh, snap 45 degrees when you move a st- the, the uh, stick or uh, to add those, those buffering edge blackening uh, elements to make it more comfortable for for people not to get sick. So there's lots of variety in there, and I think that's a that's a positive thing. I like turning all that stuff off because I've managed to get my VR legs at this point, and it's really cool. You, it actually reminds me a lot of No Man's Sky. That seamless feeling of going down to a very uh, close to the ground buildings and cars and and city, uh, all the way to sort of galactic planet la- layer where you're flying up through the clouds and you're looking down and you can go faster because you're farther up, just like in real life. When you go into orbit, you can move farther distances quicker. That element in VR is really cool and really fun. But I I had seen screenshots of this game and I didn't really look into it. I just sort of blind bought it because it was only 16 bucks. And I saw two hands out in front of me when I'm flying two disembodied hands, and I thought, oh, cool, I'll be able to hold those move controllers out in front of me and fly around like Superman. I'm in. Well, unfortunately, this game does not support move controllers at launch. It only supports the DualShock, and I found that to be really disappointing. Uh, Also, the graphics overall are fairly unconvincing. It really doesn't hold a candle to No Man's Sky. Obviously, this is VR, and the frame rate requirements are much higher. But even so, I'm, I'm really hoping this gets a release on PC. I don't get a chance to play it on more powerful hardware. And hopefully there will be settings to improve the visual fidelity. Because as cool it is, as it is to soar through the clouds and swoop down into buildings and fight off the alien invaders, 
it's not I'm not really sold on the experience as much as I wished that I was. And uh and that becomes apparent from sort of bland textures and and uh, a lack of detail on everything. I understand it's a it's a grand vision, it's a big big planet that you're able to, you know, completely move around open world style through. I just was a little disappointed by megaton rainfall, at least on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR. Uh, It's a cool idea, and the execution just comes up a little short for me. Next up is the Oculus exclusive title, Arctica 1. This is from 4A Games, the Ukrainian developer that is best known for the Metro series, Metro 2033, Metro Last Light, and the upcoming Metro Exodus, which I'm very much excited about. So this is a great developer to be working in the space, and you can definitely see the DNA of Metro in Arctica 1. Arctica 1 is a shooter, make no mistake about it, and it actually, I think, is reminiscent of old arcade shooters like Time Crisis or House of the Dead, those old games where you're sort of moving from node to node, from point to point, and, sh- and, and hitting the pop-ups, hitting the shooting gallery that presents itself in front of you. Arctica 1 changes it up a little bit because you're able to teleport freely between those nodes, and so a lot of the game involves flanking enemies or figuring out where to go and jumping back and forth around the room in order to um, to get the best angle on the invading enemies, be they crazy space mutants or marines. And uh, I found that to be uh, – I was a little disappointed when, we, when I first started because now I'm into you know this free movement. I want Farpoint style. I want to be completely first-person shooter uh, from other suns style. I can just move where I want as smoothly as I want. And the, you know, moving from node to node, bit-bopping, teleporting around the environment feels a little old school, even in this early state of VR games. It feels, you know, like the, the first few games that came out relied on that. And we've kind of progressed beyond that in the VR space and figured out ways to make that stuff, that smooth movement, comfortable. So I was a little disappointed, but the more I played of it, the more comfortable I felt and the more powerful it made me feel to have this spatial awareness of all the different nodes and to immediately orient myself to the new situation when I jump into a new node. It's a little disorienting at first. It's a little uh, confusing to go, okay, now I'm like all the way across the room looking at the space from a completely different angle. Where are the enemies in relation to me? But you pick that up so quickly that you become very powerful and it becomes this cool advantage that you have of being able to go, okay, I'm about to be behind this guy. Now, bloop, bloop, bloop. Now I'm, now I'm to the side of him, bloop, bloop, bloop. And I'm just bit bopping around, uh, creating a, uh, you know, a, a sense of chaos to the enemy and, and being like the super powered omnipresent being. So it's fun. I mean, it's, it's a shooter. And I think in VR at this point, shooters, pure shooters, are about the least interesting thing you can do because there are so many new opportunities in VR to do such interesting things that you can't do on a 2D screen. But as a shooter, I found it to be really fun. And best of all, it is really one of the best-looking VR games available now. The graphics are fantastic. And there are some legitimately cool moments. I mean, the game opens with an incredible 
sequence where you're sitting in this Jeep uh, in the passenger seat and the woman who's guiding you along is kind of introducing you to the world as you drive in through the checkpoints into Arctica 1, which is this base. And you have to open the glove box and pull out an ID and hand it through the window to a guy who's asking for your your papers and your qualifications to get into Arctica 1. All of that presentation, and she's like describing the world, and you can look through the window of the Jeep as the windshield wipers are going, and you can see all the stuff passing you by. It is really cool and immersive. It's a great moment, and there are lots of those in the game, lots of cool uh, flourishes that they add to what is basically this House of the Dead-style arcade shooting gallery game. But because those flourishes are so well done, you know, I, I found myself enjoying the game more than just a simple shooter might, just because I'm I'm having fun looking around. I mean, there's a cool elevator sequence early in the game where stuff is uh, these mutants are breaking through the walls and coming in at you. It was it was thrilling and visceral and cool. So there's a lot of great stuff in Arctica One. I just am much more interested in games like Lone Echo and the game I'm about to talk about, which are providing. VR experiences that really are better in VR and only possible in VR and really can't be done on a 2D screen. And that game that I'm referencing is a game I've been hugely anticipating, and it was finally released on both Vive and Oculus. It's called The Gallery Episode 2. Heart of the Emberstone. Now, if you've heard me talk about VR at all since it was launched on any of my platforms or just in life, games that I always recommend, people are always asking me for VR games to recommend, always at the top of my list is The Gallery Episode 1, Call of the Starseed. I think it's still one of the very, very best VR games available. And it's an episodic game. It's a short uh, short adventure game with puzzles, and it has an incredible ending, one of the coolest endings in a video game. And it's you know meant to be a cliffhanger because these are episodic games. So it's been, been with much anticipation that I've been waiting for episode two of the gallery to be released. And Heart of the Emberstone does not disappoint. I haven't finished the game yet. Early impressions are very, very positive. I will talk more about this game when I do finish it, because it's it's a relatively short, episodic game. But it's really hard to talk about this game at all, really, without any spoilers for the first episode, because the first episode is sort of Goonies or Stranger Things. You're in the 80s, you're a kid, your sister disappears, and you're trying to track her down. You're finding cassette tapes that she's left strewn with messages recorded on them for you. You you know pull out your backpack, you take out your cassette tape player, and you pop in those cassettes and you listen to them, and she's giving you clues and you're solving puzzles. It's great, but it ends in this really cool way that is very clear that you're going to a very new place and doing very big things. And Heart of the Emberstone delivers on that promise in such a huge way. Like, they go for it. They go for it. So I'm not going to spoil anything about episode two. Hopefully people will play episode one uh, until I finish the game. And then I'll do a, you know, a, a properly labeled spoiler review. And I just want to tell you the the puzzles in this one are better. 
the sense of place is better, the graphics are better, the ideas are grander and more intense and cool in VR. There's a sense of scale that the first one only hinted at. <sighs> yes, Heart of the Emberstone is a must-buy for any VR gamer. <laughs>